During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, February 9th, 2024. Of course, I am Tim Geddes, and today I am joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm fantastic. How Good. are you doing? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Um, how many bluey shirts do you have? We have two. Oh, it's only two? Yeah. Yeah, there's mm. this one and then the all-over print one. Mm. So yeah, this is the one that shocked the world. Yeah. And we did a whole Roosevelt's promo for him, even though we're not sponsored, but we should be one day, huh? What do you say? Send some free shirts. I Roosevelt's? Yeah. Is that really how you call them? Is that what it is? <sighs> yeah, that's what it is. It could also really? be Roosevelt's if you want. Roosevelt, Fuck, Roosevelt. You know what I mean? There's a wow. whole, there was, this is the last conversation we had. Yeah, We're just repeating the bits boy. here. Where's gotcha. the mind bits here? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Flyboy? No, what I you, said this is mind-blowing. What do you say? Or what? It's you result. see it, you don't know what it is? It's results. No. I it's, thought it was RSVT or something. We did this again. We, we, this is the same thing, but if you go, their logo is Teddy Roosevelt. So it's the wow. president, Roosevelt, Roosevelt. I am shocked. I followed them for years. Never would have known. This is what where, I always where's call. Teddy Roosevelt? This is what I always call a bad company name. You know what I mean? When people see it and don't get it, that's a bad sign. Yeah. It's like how much I love Pachi's pizza. And they had to spell their name. They, they, they spell it weird. So then on the box, they have to put, say, Pachi's. And it's like, if you have to put on the box how to say your name, probably it's should consider bad. picking a different name. Wow. Someone should have helped. You see so right there? Clear. Yeah, you see right Teddy there. Roosevelt right there? Yeah, I yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still results, though. It's wow. still results. You th- so you, you saw it and said you. Uh-huh. Okay. Not, I mean, I, I know it's a V, but there's also no fucking Well, then we're back into churches. Here. Exactly. You know what I mean? Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Not going to deal with this again. Great oh, shirts, though. This- Love them very much. Yeah. I like my shirt, too. A24, yeah? Mm-hmm. I've been jealous of it since the day you got it. You know, you keep rubbing it in my face. Yeah. This the is holiday a, shirt from them, It's right? a weird energy to start the, this show off this way, Greg. We have a full day together. Uh-huh. You and I. Uh-huh. You watching at home. Why? Why is that, Tim? What's kind happening Kind of funny today? day, too. Kind of funny day, too. Kind of funny day, <laughs> nine, part two. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Kind of yeah. funny day, 2024, part two. That's right. It's today. It's of course. happening right now. We're kicking it off. Now we're streaming till five o'clock, right? 5, 5 p.m. PM. Whole bunch of fun shows planned throughout the day. Hanging out with everybody. Yeah. Shenanigans galore. Should be good. It should be good. Should be good. I'm excited for the live X cast are going to do right after this. Mike and Paris going to pour a drink and just cry. Yeah. You know for mean? the first time, they're going to talk about it on kind of funny content. Really? The two of them. Yeah. The X cast. Yeah. You know, PS, I love you. He's going to come in, start measuring. You know what I mean? We're taking over soon enough. So I mean, Greg, the, I, uh, the, the comment that got me yesterday. Was somebody was like, wait, where's XCast? Because they didn't see the update that we're doing it today. Yeah. And then somebody goes, oh, XCast is canceled. Now it's just part of PS I Love You. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to come in here. We're going to measure the desk, see what we need to oh, do. Oh, Lord, I'm man. Gonna start, I'm going is... to start getting uh, Mike and Paris up to date on what they need to know. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. Since they will be, it'll be PS I Love You part two every week. Uh-huh. I need that. God. We're all bad people. No, just Some PC of us, gamers are. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I, I'm a so good person. Get their though, Greg. Yesterday with Helldivers too. I did. Fucking crush. I did. I so did. Mad. In record time, they got mad this time. Kev, I need to bring some happiness into this for me and me alone. Sure, fair Can enough. you please bring up the, the tweet that I sent you? I didn't notice this, but it is absolutely brilliant. Um, our, our friend Froakles out there. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know Froakles, but uh, they say, holy fuck, I just realized that they're releasing the third Sonic movie and the Knuckles show this year. It's Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which when you think back to the Genesis days, Greg, I remember those days when they split Sonic 3 into two games, Sonic yeah. 3 and then Sonic and Knuckles, and you put them together and it became Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yeah. I doubt that there's anybody that thought about this besides Mr. Froakles. Froakles is out there doing God's but work. And I assure you, some, there's a lot of Sonic freaks out there, there are, right? There are. And they were all at their local Dave and Buster's having mm-hmm. a burger together, drinking their beers before they went and did that punching game. Yeah. And they were talking about it, too. Yeah. Now, Tim, the account isn't Froakles. It's Froak Lies. Shit. Lies. 
Froklees, Froklees, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably that. I just it, it sounded cooler if I said Frok lies. You know? Yeah, yeah. Pablo yeah. lies. There's no lies here. This is exciting stuff for me. Um, today's stories include Kojima opening up about Fizzent, uh, which <laughs> does it stick? No, no. We'll get into the story. Uh, Helldivers 2 is killing it on Steam and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news that you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please consider getting the Kind of Funny membership to get all of our shows ad-free. You can watch us record them live and you get a daily exclusive show where Greg Miller just drops fucking bombs on the daily. That's what I do. Really cool. I enjoy Uh, Greg way. Yeah, it was, it's, there's a project that we're working on that uh, involves. Oh, you're you're going to cancel my show. Some original Gregways. Like oh, old, yeah, yeah. You showed me that project yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, it's just so fun to see that, like, you're still you. You know what I mean? Yeah, to an extent. I don't. I watched one not for that. I watched a Gregway for something else. Oh, what if I had to have kids? Somebody, I, there's this weird thing with all the fucking bots on Twitter that are going and liking old ass shit. And then I'm like, why? And I click on my own. And so I watched this video from the spare bedroom before it was the spare bedroom. Like I'm still in the kitchen or the, the big table in the living room doing these Gregways, right? And it's if I have to have kids. And I'm very much like, like, don't get me wrong, I'm fucking awesome. And I always have been. But it's like old work does make me cringe. I hate the cringe. Oh, but you know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like, Ugh. and this one is like, I'm like, I'm trying to find the voice of mm. how do I do a one man podcast? Yeah. And I'm like, not in a character, but I'm clearly in, like, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I'm not, no wonder these weren't more successful. <laughs> well, that, that's, the, I mean, you can see the growth. You're still the, 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 the kernel, the nugget of Greg Miller is yeah. there. Oh, sure. You know, it's just, it's, you're now, <laughs> you're now refined. You 100%. Know I mean? <laughs> it feels weird to say that. No, it's, I mean, look at this me. Man. <laughs> look at me. I'm getting better with age, prettier with age. It's wild, man. It's it, it, because the energy's there. Yeah. But there's just a, the confidence is there. Yeah. There's just something else, though. Didn't oh, know how to speak yet. I, real talk. You, you you talk a lot better now, Greg. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's very guys, cool to see. Do you guys ever watch those old videos and be like, God, I hate that dining room table. I hated work. Yeah, I have a lot of it. thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I never had a problem with the dining room table. What was wrong with the dining room table? It's, it's just not a comfortable place to edit. Fucking oh, sure. That videos. is a workspace? Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's just the, like, the, That's the, the thing you think about. You, yeah, when you, we'd all be, have to park around that thing. Uh-huh. Colin's dining room table and the way the leaflet we'd put in there. I'd come Leaf? out of leaflet. Yeah. yeah, to make it oh, longer or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd come out there about 1230 at night. Colin's in the pitch black, hunched up doing this thing, typing on I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing, you gargoyle? <laughs> God, you nailed the pose. <laughs> yeah, that's so freaking funny. Uh, for a chance to be part of the show, you can submit your thoughts and opinions as YouTube Super Chats as we go. A little housekeeping for you. Our Helldivers 2 review so far is up right now as a new episode of PS I Love You XOXO. Um, Greg, what's the, what's the vibe? Uh, what I said, well, the, the vibe all around is great times. We had a great time. You know, the, the review so far, it's very much like we did our suicide squad where we played all day long at work and then immediately went in to do a review of where we thought, uh, where our thoughts were, uh, me, Mike and Barrett were all glowing on it. I said, I'm having a five out of five amazing time with this game. Uh, I think it's better than the first. I think it's delivering on the promise. I can't believe that nine years later, they actually made the game period, let alone made a game that's connecting the way it's connecting with people right now. And I think again, a testament to it was that like. Doing the show was fun, but I was very much like, shit, I wish I was still playing right now. And then last night, you know, Benny's in the tub doing all this. I'm like, I just want to go be playing right now. And I got to play on the portal for a little bit. And then, you know, I woke up and I'm like, this stream today is going to be fun, but I wish I was playing right now. You know what I mean? Like, I want to get back as fast as possible. That's cool. Uh, And then our kind of funny day part two marathon stream is live right now. You're watching it. We already said that, but we got a whole bunch of fun stuff going on. You might want to consider grabbing a kind of funny membership to support us and all the cool things that we're doing. Uh, Should be fun. Little, you know, a couple little things we're doing today. Of course, we're doing games daily. Now we got the 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 X cast that everyone's been waiting for. Paris and Mike talking about their thoughts on what might happen next week after this. Then we got game showdown. Then we just got a whole bunch of fun stuff. Fun yeah. stuff planned. Uh, so hang out with us all day. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Little we're filling note. the thermometer again, aren't we? And yeah, we're filling, we're, we're filling it throughout the day, making cool things happen. So please support us with the kind of funny memberships. You can also gift them on YouTube to other people um, so everybody can get the show ad free and, and you know, watch live as we record and get the exclusive Gregways. It's fun. Um, thank you to our Patreon producers, Carl Jacobs, Streaking Ain't Easy, and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by the new Kind of Funny merch, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We got six stories here. A baker's dozen! 
I'm liking the Kev today. Kevin's always on fire. Liking the Kev. Um, story number one. Everybody put up your gold stars for Kevin in the chat if we still do it. There oh, they there. Oh, Jesus oh, already, Jesus had already there. Fantastic. Is the audio better, chat? Is the audio yeah, they said the robot was defeated in record time. Great okay, job. Okay, <laughs> story number one. Hideo Kojima says, if your mother walks in on you playing his new action espionage game, she'll think you're watching a movie. This comes from Wesley Inpool at IGN. Hideo Kojima has returned to his once dormant YouTube channel, HideoTube. God bless him. Love After seven years to discuss Death Stranding 2, his recently announced return to the action espionage genre and to, open, er, and to talk openly about a difficult time he went through during the height of the pandemic. During the PlayStation State of Play January 2024 showcase, Metal Gear creator Hideo Kojima announced his return to the action espionage genre with a video game and movie hybrid code named Fizzent that'll have near lifelike graphics. We don't know much about Fizzent, but what we do know suggests a PlayStation 6 launch is a distinct possibility. During State of Play, Kojima said productions expected to begin in earnest at Kojima Productions after Death Stranding 2 and in partnership with Sony. In the new video, Kojima again big up Fizzent's visuals. Quote, big up. It will be both a game and a movie at the same time. Synergy. That's why we at we that's why we were at Sony Pictures, a new action espionage game. Of course, it will be a game. However, if your mother walks in and sees you playing this game, she'll think you're watching a movie. I'm not sure how far far we can take it yet. Something about Kojima talking about my mom. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Kojima is of course famous for his fancy cutscenes and hyper detailed character models the way he's talking about Fizzin it sounds like we can expect another leap in visuals there's a lot to break down here but like this is crazy and exciting stuff man because I often think about the Ground Zeroes trailer and about how much of a moment that was of me being like I don't believe this we all got bamboozled with Killzone okay. we saw the trailer and we're like there's no fucking way and Ground Zeroes, I remember feeling that exact same way. And yeah. then it ended up looking even better. Yeah. My God. Kojima then talked about a moment in... Um, actually, no, sorry. Here we go. Kojima then went on to discuss why he decided to make Fizzent, pointing to the many requests he's had to make another Metal Gear game. Because I became independent, I wanted to do something new with my own IP. So to challenge myself, I first made DS. Then, to create a franchise... <laughs> I made DS2 and I wanted to do something even newer. So I started working on OD and since then there have been a lot of new ideas, but in the last eight years, every day on social media from users all around the world, people have been asking me to create another metal gear and stuff like that. Here's my problem. Yeah. Why for once mm -hmm. in the fucking world, can we not have a good natured billionaire? Ladies and gentlemen, I've asked you before, put me in your will. All right, I'll take care of your estate. I'll take care of your money. I'll do things. But, like, let's say tomorrow I just won the lottery. I won a billion dollars, right? One of my things would be to go to Konami and buy the Metal Gear IP and just give it to Hideo. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why can't somebody do that kind of shit? Why has it always got to be some white supremacist who gets all the fucking money and does stupid shit? They make you know? solid points. Why? And is it the, I guess to get a billion dollars, you have to be a dirtbag, probably. That seems to be what it is, right? You got to go to these layoff stories and people fucking, fucking people over for no reason. You know what I mean? If we cared less about the kids out there, maybe we'd have more money. You know what I mean? But that's what I, would, I want someone to do. Why can't one of the good people get all the money and then do stupid shit with it? Because, again, I would, I would do this. Be like, oh, he would have been nice in the feed. And all. I'm like, ah, God damn it, man. Yeah. Can't we just help Hideo out? He went through a bad time. Back to you. He went through a bad time. I fell ill in 2020, Kojima said. It was also during the pandemic. So I was sick and isolated during all of it. I even had surgery. And I thought, I can't anymore. I was at my lowest and felt like I couldn't go back to making games. I wrote a will, too. And in that moment, I realized that people die. Real quick, Hideo, did you put me in the will? Just oh. something to put out there. But I turned 60 last year. I'll turn 70 in 10 years. I hope to never retire. Hell yeah. Having said that, if the users desire it so much, I thought I should change my priorities a bit. I still want to do new things, but I decided to make an action espionage game. I get many requests from Hollywood to make films, but I've refused them. Because I have my own company now, I can't leave for one or two years to go make a movie. The company would collapse. I was in a tough spot. And I talked to Guillermo del Toro about it. Just like Kevin Coelho. And he said, Hideo, what you said is, is a hot dog, a sandwich. <laughs> and I was like, where did you hear? Where did you hear such an interesting question? Hideo, what you're making is already a movie. Keep going as you are. His words saved me. And since we'll be working with many creators in the business, though the output is a game, it won't be too different from movies. There's so much to break down. So much to talk about here. Greg. Sure. I want to start with Metal Gear Solid. You, you, you brought this up. We're talking about it. You're, you get all the millions of dollars in the, the will billions. and all this stuff. Billion. Billions, yes, exactly. And then we figured this out. Obviously, 
as huge Metal Gear Solid fans, as huge Kojima fans, that's the dream. That is the ideal. But let's talk about that for a second. Is it, or is this potential that we're probably going to get, which is just a new game, new characters, totally fresh, not needing to worry about anything that came before. Because it's harder for me to get excited about that because yeah. I, I'm a franchise guy. Let's talk about nostalgia yeah. and what that means, right? And I think you talk about uh, being committed to video game franchises and what that means and the hype cycle and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Like, I would, I want Hideo Kojima to make the games he wants to make because I'm a Hideo Kojima stan. I like, I love his games. I want to see what's up, right? But yeah, like, when we look at Death Stranding, a game I enjoyed, right? What I really enjoyed was the uh, meditation aspect of it. It was the walking in the rain and, and figuring out how to climb a mountain and yada, yada, yada. I don't remember the story of Death Stranding, right? I did not connect with uh, Sam Porter Bridges the way I did with Solid Snake and Big Boss and you know the boss and down the line, like all that stuff that I felt was a more digestible story. And granted, it was because we, I think we went from greatness from small beginnings, right? We started with small kernels that then grew into bigger things. I guess seeds that grew into bigger things. Uh, so like Death Stranding 2, I'm excited for because Kojima's making another game. Hell yeah, blah, blah, blah. But Death Stranding 2 is like, I don't remember what's going on. I'm not going to replay Death Stranding 1. And I'm in arguably more excited for OD. Of, again, here's a new thing. Here's a horror thing here. I'm like, okay, cool. This sounds more exciting than the chiral network and doing all these different bridges. And like, I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to be happy to walk around again, whatever. Um, it's then, you know, a double-edged sword to then talk about this with, okay, Fizzint and Metal Gear, where it's like, awesome. New IP, brand new piece of paper. What are we going to do with it? Sure. But Metal Gear, I, I know that I liked the world and I liked where we started from. Whereas with Death Stranding, I didn't necessarily feel that way, right? Like I wasn't like, oh man, connected to it, right? Uh, Metal Gear starting from real American or world history, but American history to some extent, right? And growing out of that, I thought grounded in a way that made it make a lot of sense. I get worried about, uh, is this going to be super Hideo and super weird? And that's great. And I'm, I want him to create whatever he wants to create, but is it going to be a hard jumping on point? Is it going to be... You're in a bunch of weird suits that I don't connect with that I, I wish I was in the sneaking suit and I wish I, you know, Naomi gave me a peptide and all this different stuff. Like that's Metal Gear, right? And this is going to be something different. It's also the same thing of like, hey, we're blending. It's going to be a movie, but it's a game. And if they walk, it's like, what does that actually mean though? Because everybody jumps to FMV and obviously we've seen so much of the face tech at Game Awards for OD, but it's like, Clearly, Hideo is experimenting in a lot of different ways, which, again, he should. He's great. He was on the search for new technology, which led him, of course, mm -hmm. uh, to PlayStation back in the day. Uh, I'm excited about all of this, but there is that sense of it's the great unknown, and I, I worry about not being as into it as I would be a Metal Gear, again, because of nostalgia. In the same way, you know, Nintendo and Mario and Zelda and everything there, or Last of Us Part 1 and Last of Us Part 2, and, like, you know, we find these things, we love these things, and we move on with these things. But again, to make it very morbid and turn a corner, right? Like, Hideo is getting older. And so it is this idea that, all right, we're starting a new stealth ass, uh, uh, stealth espionage action game, right? Stealth ass. Yeah, uh, cool. Like, if this is launching when the PlayStation 6 launches in five years, I'm just throwing that out there. That's yeah. not a real thing, probably. And even then, I don't think it's a launch game. Yeah. Like, hopefully. You, well, yeah, you yeah. imagine it'd be like within. A, a year it'd be awesome if he'd be launching it. but anyways he's 65 then you know what i mean and it's like okay cool like he wants to do it forever totally and you can to some degree but like how many more of those games do you get in that lineage right are we is he is he building at right now kojima productions is he building a kojima jr underneath him is yeah. there someone that eventually he's bringing up with him to say hey i'm passing the baton to you and now you go and i am just going to creative director role. I am doing this thing to his point here, right? Like, and I, you know, can only ever turn it to uh, uh, my, my own life and our own life and kind of funny, right? As we did start a business and it's again, one of those things that I think uh, Hideo sees in us, right? And why he's so good to us all the time and makes the video, you know, welcoming everybody to the spare bedroom, right? But to go in here and talk about like, if he was, because if I have my own company now, I can't leave for one or two years to make a movie. The company would collapse. What does that mean about when, what if he did get sick and die? Yeah. What if he did have to retire? What like does Kojima production shut down? Is Kojima productions forever? And like, it's a funny thing, I guess, in some degree to think about, well, the names Kojima productions, but what's in a name? Like it could, yeah. Kojima productions can become a, 
oh, I'm getting these weird games, these narrative games, these crazy good-looking games. That's what I know that is, and that's based on the legacy of Hideo Kojima, right? But is he future-proofing that way? Like, this was us with Kind of Funny, right? Where it was that thing, you know, to bring it back of in 2015 when Colin and I would go on a trip and you and Nick would host uh, Colin and Greg Live, right? There was this thing in the chat, like, who are these guys? I don't want it, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, it took a long time to build it up to where now I'm not on Kind of Funny content. I'm not on In Review and... Nobody goes, where the fuck is Greg? Nobody gives a shit. Oh, Greg's not here to drink a beer and scream. Big deal. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing for Games Daily. It's the same thing for PS I Love You. Same thing for XCast, which is a show that has nothing to do with either of us. Yeah. Found, you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. And we've done it. Like, tomorrow, if you and me did die in each other's arms, mm-hmm, of just course. making out. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you're yeah. trying to claw out of the casket, but I've put you in it. And I it, said, bury me, know, Jen. We're <laughs> here. <laughs> I think the company would go on, right? And it would continue to evolve and change to be a thing. Yeah, and it, it is interesting him coming out here and saying, saying, stating, we're not like hypothesizing here, stating the company would collapse. <laughs> it's like, that is the way he's thinking about it now. So it's, I feel like the fact that they're thinking about it and even saying things like this, it's like, I, I think that it's not as direct. Like I'm ready like, for him to do the next thing though. I'm sorry. I'm ready for him to make the next move mm-hmm. and be like, hey, everybody, we have poached Del Walker. We've brought him over here, right? He was at Naughty Dog. He was at uh, Rocksteady. Now he's here and he is, you know, gonna, he's working on his own project, his own game for Katima. It's gonna be this amazing thing, right? And do that idea of like, he's a full time employee and like, we are talking about the next generation of this company and where we're going. And it isn't just me. It doesn't have to just be me. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. I wonder when that happens or if it doesn't. Like, or is Kojima, he is not gonna retire and he's riding this to the end and his, Vision is making games, and that's it. He's not worried about the future that he's not a part of. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, but, fuck all you. Like, there, there's a potential for that, yeah. too. And, like, obviously, that's not great for <laughs> many reasons, but um, everyone's different, man. And, like, everyone has their own shit going on. I, I'm very interested in what this ends up being, like, what the game ends up actually being called. Vision doesn't sound like a sticking name, but I don't know. Who's going to stop him, though? I don't, Death Stranding 2 on the beach, man happening yeah nobody would stop and again that's the whole shtick of like obviously even if you look at metal Gear solid right underneath it what's it say it says stealth espionage action right like there's something there to give you a clue into it but in this day and age of putting out this thing and it being kojima's next game and a return to stealth and da 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 do you need that do you need to explain that i don't think so especially with the fever pitch i think will be around this game as we get closer if it looks great if it is doing the whole thing yeah the movie stuff's so interesting of, like, what could that even be? Is it I just hope what it just we is visuals, because I want to yeah. play it. I don't want it to be a, I'm watching stuff happen on screen. I want to participate. Yeah, which, I mean, like, all jokes aside, I mean this seriously. It's like, what is the difference between Metal Gear Solid 4 and our vision of what this even is, right? Like, yeah. that is, there's so many hours of cutscenes. Just what if those cutscenes are live action? Like, would that change that at all? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, no, probably not. You know what I mean? Like, I think especially as good as Death Stranding looks, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm watching Norman Reedus uh, do those scenes with Mad Mickelson. Like, I know what that is. I'm not having the Uncanny Valley effect, right? Well, I guess. Well, no, that works there. And it's the same thing when you look at Alan Wake 2 and what, what a great job Remedy did of that, of like, cool, here is live action and transitions out to you playing as Alan Wake. And it never was like, oof. My Alan Wake See, I always feel it's weird. I, I thought this is, they did a great job. Yeah, and, and I definitely seem to be in the minority of this because everybody's obsessed with it. I still think that it just, like, the uncanniness is so clear, and like, I just wonder if that's ever going to change for me. And, like, I, I feel like there, Fizzin, there was, uh, maybe. Fizzin will be the first one that gets it. Yeah. Potentially, um, but we'll have to wait a very, very, very long time. We will have to wait a very, very long Multiple long. Kojima projects. Movies included. You got the doc coming out that the date just dropped. Yeah, right? February for his uh, one on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. Very excited about that. Should be cool. Moving on to story number two, though. Helldivers 2 passes God of War to become PlayStation's biggest Steam launch yet. For democracy! This comes from Carly Veloci at Polygon. It looks like PlayStation's PC strategy is paying off. Helldivers 2, the third-person co-op shooter that launched Thursday, has become the company's biggest Steam launch to date. According to SteamDB, Helldivers 2 has reached 81,840 peak concurrent players on Steam just one day after release. It's since dropped to around 66,000 at the time of writing. That beats God of War 2018's previous concurrent peak of 73,000 when it hit PC back in 2022. Are you surprised? Yeah. Um, you know, I thought coming off the preview, and I talk a bit about this in the review, so allow me to spin my wheels a second. Uh, 
I was they kicked us, you know, to a level of eleven characters and stuff, so it was a bit overwhelming on everything. And I'm trying to get reacquainted with Helldivers, and it was this thing of like the minutia is still here that makes Helldivers Helldivers. You know, that's delightfully complicated. I always say, and uh, I was like, okay, is this going to work for the mainstream or for a large audience? Is this going to work for PlayStation Five people? We don't know that 100 percent, right? Because the Steam numbers. Uh, but to jump in yesterday from literally ground zero have the funny tutorial start getting the going you know get a whole bunch of easy media or you know super easy easy media missions under the belt and be like okay 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 we're having a great time we're watching these great things to wake up this morning open up uh, uh instagram and see a reel from andy of him playing last night right and having a great time getting blown up it's like shit fuck yeah they are doing this in a way that i think when i think of hell divers one i of course think of my excitement of taking my save off the PlayStation, putting it on the Vita, and playing it on a plane trip to wherever we were yeah. going. I remember us doing Let's Plays you yep. know, in, the, in the living room back in the old, old days of Kind of Funny because this game launched the same year we did. Mm -hmm. And it was like that, oh, man, this is fun. Ha, ha we're all getting blown up. And then it was me and Colin playing on our own, right? And you got you and Nick being like, oh, yeah, peace out, right? To see people playing it on stream, and this will be talking about it this morning, to see us changing plans for next week's stream so we can play more of it, uh, to know that Mike went home and played last night, to jump on last night on the portal right before bed and find Bruce Green playing it after he had streamed a bunch of it and jump into his game. It's like, fuck, yeah. Like, this is what I want. If I can jump in and it's easy and seamless to jump in with other people and my friends and go play with them, like... Yeah, I'm I'm happy with what launch day brought, and now it's the big question for any live service game of what is next? What do you, what do you, what do you got for me tomorrow? Right, totally. tomorrow the store refreshes. Is there going to be some cool outfits on there that I want to spend money on again? Because I already bought one outfit. You know, when is the next battle pass? What is the next thing? How are we staying engaged? I talked about MPS. I love you. Like. If PlayStation's all in on this being a PlayStation thing, when are we getting the Aloy armor? When are we getting the Helgen armor? Yeah, when are we getting when are we getting the call. Last of Us tie-in? Like, do let's you think, go. Do you think that happens? If that doesn't happen, I have no fucking idea how they expect to succeed at live service. Like, yeah. you need like I because that's all us, the players, the hardcore players are looking for. I'm just looking for a reason to turn it on and run with my friends, right? Like, so if there's a thing on the store to get that day, that's limited. If there's a cool in-game event that's happening that day, let's go. Like, that should have. I mean. For or Bungie, you know, uh, being kind of their soothsayer on this and talking to all these different teams about it, like they know how to get people to turn on for an emote to go on and play it. So, like, yeah, there should be something like that, and then a roadmap, right, to explain what comes next. What do you see Helldivers two as? Do you see it as uh, a continuation, another uh, drop in a strategy Sony's been employing for years, where this is an outlier, but still in line with? how they've done things like it, of it being a rarity, but still happening. Or do you see this as actually, this is the first of those live service games that we've been talking about for the last couple of years. I think it's a bit of column A and column B. I think it is the first of the live service games. However, I don't think it's one of the big, Hey, we're green lighting all these da 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 da. Right. We, Helldivers 2 was already far along, even though it wasn't publicly revealed yet, right? But we knew Arrowhead had been working. I mean, it's been nine years. We, we knew they were working on this. They had made in-jokes and stuff about it, right? So I think, I think it is just a... This timed out really well. I think it was the natural progression again from what Helldivers 1 was to what this needed to be for a PlayStation 5 game, for a modern game. So I think it's... It seems like tip of the sword, but I think it's a coincidence that it's here when they just said all this live service shit. Yeah. I, I think that it's not going to be representative of what you, they've been working on mm. or what they wanted to get working on. Mm. I, again, I don't even know how much Helldivers and Arrowhead to talk to them would be like, we are live service. We are challenging totally. this. We are in the same vein as fair games or whatever. I don't think they'd say that. Which, yeah, then to, to me, I started thinking like, I doubt we're going to see the Aloy skins and the, the PlayStation stuff. My hope there would be that like when PlayStation decided to make that push, they started talking to them like, okay, wait a second though. Like if you're doing this store and you're doing the battle pass, let's get working on it. And if you didn't, I would say with the success you're seeing today, you go to them and like, all right, cool. Well, it's going to be late, but let's get moving on some of these things in different, you know, uh, areas. You know. And I think there's a bunch of fun ways to do it, right? Like there's a bunch of goofy shit you can do in there of, you know, having a Helgen planet, like, and not having it be Helgen, but having it be, Hel you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Make a whole kill zone reference, make a whole resistance reference, like, do a whole bunch of stuff in there. They can just be text cool. that they're making, right? Yeah. Like, let's have fun with it. Helldivers is a fun game to go fuck around with your friends in. Yeah. It, these numbers, though, right? Like, Helldivers 2 passing God of War to become the biggest Steam launch yet. Mm -hmm. I am not surprised by this. No. And I, I think that uh, we've been talking about this stuff a lot recently, but uh, the, the PC player base is 
getting ma- more and more mainstream by the day and an understanding of just we're more losing. places. We're to, losing the war. We were losing, Greg. Uh, but more places to be able to, to play the games and just ways to play the games and play the games with console players and the ease of use of using PCs going up. Like all of these things, right, are yeah. coming together. And then you look at PlayStation trying a different strategy of this is the first day and date game, right, that's on PC and uh, PlayStation. And it's doing better than God of War. Very different types of games, very different type of situation, timing of this. Is exactly. God of right? War didn't launch day and date. And, and that, that for sure. But even then, when God of War did launch a couple years ago, I think that the state of Steam, the, the state of the desire for PlayStation games on Steam was very different. Mm. Whereas now, this stuff's becoming normalized more and more. This, I think, these numbers are a good sign of Helldivers is doing well. That's surprising. <laughs> you know, you get yeah, what I'm saying? 100%. And it's good. And it's like, well, a big part of why it's doing well is the type of game it is and it's in the right place being steam and ps5 but in conjunction that creates hell divers to kind of having a chance you know like here's this game needs a community here's the biggest chance of it having a community right and against all odds right they picked a great time you know what i mean you are in the it's what i was talking about with uh way way back in the day the game we uh dead uh dying light Right, that hey, here's this spring yep. game. You're out of the holidays. You're out of your game of the year stuff. You want something new. What is it? It's what we talk about with Outriders of hey, here's a game to play with your friends, and Jakob's gonna die out there, and you can go do all these different things. It's the same thing here where it's like, hey, you're ready for Final Fantasy, but it's not time for that yet. You're ready for X, Y, and Z, but it's not time. You've already had some stuff over there, but it's not, you know, now you're coming off of the games you've already, like, you know, you had Yakuza, uh, or well, like a dragon, right? And it's like, there's all these different games that are out there, but they found a nice little spot right now where it's like, we're not really competing with anybody huge right now. So you can put out a $40 game. You can have a big day on Steam that gets talked about the next day of how big it was on Steam, which only encourages more people to go back and play or pick it up on PlayStation 5. Then you have these reviews in progress and tweets going up where I've seen, I know yesterday at Games Daily, we talked about the VGC article about Steam crashes and people being a little cranky about the battle pass, maybe being pay to win. But Mike argued that it's not, but it doesn't matter. But like, now, it seems like everyone I've seen of our friends and peers tweeting and talking about it are only positive. I've only seen people being like, oh, my God, this is a blast to play. And yeah, da, da, da. like you got a lot of good word of mouth right now heading into a weekend. And I think that that's a major win for a game like Helldiver. So, like, good. Congrats to the team for pulling that off. That's great. But I also just think that, like, this is a very interesting news item to be talking about right now when we're looking at things of we're looking at what the future of all the Xbox stuff but then also PlayStation. You look at both of them and and try to think about like how are games going to be distributed going forward and any rule that we had before is kind of not necessarily out the window but it might be and i feel like this is a perfect piece of evidence that playstation's not going to be able to avoid of looking at this and do i think that this leads to god of war 3 being day and date on pc oh yeah, yeah i don't but should twisted metal when it finally comes out also be on pc yeah it should. I mean, if anything, if you're day, putting out a day. game that's like multiplayer, I would say you probably have to, right? Because this is what we're talking about yesterday of just like having that audience to go play with, right? Like I, you know, having all these different people, having as many people in the pool as you can possibly do. That's what you need for these experiences. And with this, though, these are huge numbers. Like this is an additional eighty-one thousand concurrent players that aren't PlayStation, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sizable number for a game like Helldivers. Yeah. Like, I, there's no way PlayStation's going to look at this and not it might not be tomorrow and it might not be next month. It might not be even in the next couple games that they release, but I think it is inevitable that we are walking faster than we ever have towards a future where PlayStation games are day and date on PlayStation on, on, on PC when they're multiplayer. We'll see if it leads to a future where uh, the big single player games are, but at a certain point, the numbers talk and it's like, why wouldn't they just do that as well? And then we'll see what Xbox has to say next week. But I've been saying this a couple times and news stories like this just make me think even more that if the news is it's still going to be baby steps and we're still going to kind of like case by case, look at the games and decide what, what uh, works here versus what works on both places or everywhere, all that stuff. I think that that is inevitably going to end in everything's everywhere because they're going to see the success. It's going to work. They're going to make more money and more people are going to be more happy. So the fact that you think about it this way, right? If flip the world where hell divers doesn't come to steam, right? Today, we're not talking about Helldivers on this show. Exactly. And so it's that thing where the people who are just tuning in think, oh, man, it's doing well on Steam, and this I should go. Uh, or they, the guys are enjoying our PlayStation 5. I should pick it up. Like, that just nips it in the bud, right? Like, you don't have that momentum, which you need, of people still playing the game and being into the game and going on.
Yeah. It's a very, very interesting Question for you. Time. Hit me. Helldivers, nine years in the can. Mm-hmm. Uh, independent team, Arrowhead. Do you think Helldivers will be more successful at launch as it is right now than Skull and Bones next week? Oh, without a doubt, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Skull and Bones, I... I, I, I was shocked to see that like Michelle Rodriguez was playing it on the UV stream. Fran's in the beta, and I was like, "Oh right, that is out imminently." Yeah. No one's talking about it. I'm not hearing bad things about these betas and things, but I'm not hearing things. I'm just yeah. Not- I, I mean, look again. It, it, I think it's very interesting that this month, February 2024, we are getting Suicide Squad and um, Skull and Bones. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like two games that I feel the uh, media made their decision on years ago, and uh was i feel like in, in many ways validated by those thoughts oh, but through the showcases we've seen and everything sure. and the previews hands-on and all that stuff we haven't played skull and bones i don't think no one here are kind of funny right no, that's not, i yeah. don't think mike you didn't play skull and bones right oh you did oh have <laughs> <laughs> but you know there is a there is a chance that it finds its audience people there's a lot of pirate sickos out there there you are know? and i i don't know if like this is going to scratch that itch for them um, but there, there is a, a potential that this is like a weird sleeper hit, but I think even if it is at $70, though, yeah, that's my that's thing. It's thing like, right? like it, I think it only has a chance of being a bigger hit than we expect it to. Whereas with hell divers, I think the numbers we're talking about, it's like, they did it. Like, this is a, a success for them that I'm like, didn't expect that. You know? Yeah. I kind of expected the game to come out and like pretty much by all accounts be like, it's a six and like, it, it could be fun. Yeah. Maybe a seven, you know, like, seven. It, it could be fun, but like. This seems a little better than that. I'm, again, not saying it's the best thing ever, but like, I don't know. Skull and Bones. Very, very surprised it's actually coming out. You know what? I still don't believe it. Well, we have a couple days, you know? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. They'll dump it at the last second for stock. Oh, man. We're going to take a quick word from our sponsors, but if you don't want to hear it, you got to go get a kind of funny membership. You can do that on Patreon or YouTube. But for everyone else, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash store. We've got two brand new drops for you this week. First, check out the Kind of Funny broadcast line. Old School Telethons inspired this distressed design and collection for our annual Kind of Funny Day campaign, which includes a t-shirt, tote bag, and coffee cup. Our cozy collection, designed by Nick at Campfire Designs, is also available. Get nice and snuggly in your choice of a crew neck sweatshirt and joggers and a women's cropped hoodie. These have been big hits with the team, and we think you'll love them too. Both collections are available for the next two weeks on kindoffunny.com slash store. Grab them while you can. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape... You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. I need to ask you something, Greg. Yeah. About Ubisoft. Okay. How well do you know Ubisoft? Well, I mean, I'm a shareholder. Don't forget. Oh, that's, that is true. All right. That's Kevin true. said I could spend it. I have it. I've lost a lot of money on it. Not a lot. Like, I, didn't, I didn't put a lot I of money. I believe I told you it was a bad idea. You said it was okay, not a conflict of interest, since I was doing it as a bit. What is the stock right now? You don't have to play my music, but I'll check. <laughs> you don't have to play my music. We're fucking clowns here. I love it. Yeah, it's four dollars and eighty-four cents. I bought it at five thirty-three. Can you? How? Believe- I don't pay off one day. <laughs> Can you believe, Greg? Yeah. That Ubisoft Plus gets you every Ubisoft game day and date when it comes out. Yeah, that sounds right. And it's on, Lu- it's on it. Luna 2 and it, stuff. I can't uh, believe it. That's yeah. just how it works. Yeah. Like, if you're all that, you get Skull and Bones. You get Avatar. You get Prince of Persia. You just get all these things. Yeah. I. What is it that shocks me about this so much? Like, you just don't think about it. We talk about PlayStation Plus all the time. We talk about Game Pass all the time. But, like, no one's talking about Yubi Plus. Is it just that Yubi hasn't been, like, hitting right? And, like, there hasn't been, like, a ton of games coming yeah. out that, are, like, we're talking about? Like, because I feel like even with all that, there has been enough for this to be like, that's a pretty interesting value proposition. And I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it. I mean, yes and no, right? Because it's a little back library too, right? To a degree. Mm-hmm. And so it's this question. It's it's just the fact that like all the Yubi stuff that's been coming out recently, I would say is markedly not for everyone. Avatar was not for everyone. Prince of Persia, 
incredibly quality game. Sounds like not for many. Not for everyone, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? And now you have we're on the cusp of Skull and Bones, which is definitively not for everyone. But Assassin's Creed, Far Cry. Like, I think those are the definition of for everyone. Right. You know? But, like, like Mirage wasn't a full-fledged Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. It didn't necessarily fill in what people wanted. It didn't have, like, the big pomp and circumstance of a... Like, well, let's see what happens with this uh, Assassin's Creed Japan this year, right? Like, yeah. I'm stoked for that one. Outlaws. for that one. Yeah. Like, outlaws. Yeah. Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah. You're going to be able to get as one of these subscription services. I'm just pretty surprised by that. Like, it. it I don't know what surprises me most, because it's not that they offer it. It's that it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. Because that seems like a big deal. It seems like they got it right. But I don't know. Is it a marketing thing? Are they not marketing it correctly? Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? But again, like, there's, it's just not, with all due respect, it's just not exciting to be Ubisoft but right then, now. I know, but is, uh, then is Microsoft Game Pass exciting? Like, with, where, with what games have they been putting out there? Every once in a while, there's like, cool wins and stuff. But, like, I don't think it's that different than the output of Ubisoft. And this is the thing. Yeah, you can only do... UB plus on Xbox, right? As I'm scrolling through, yeah. I, I'm rusty. I, how well do I know Ubisoft? How well do I know Ubisoft Plus? A different thing altogether, right? You can do the PC version of it, yeah. And then powered for next gen, enjoy our iconic franchise on Xbox X and S and Xbox One. Mm. So again, not, I'm not even throwing shade at Xbox. It's just not on the most popular console at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But maybe that is it. That might be the biggest dif differentiator of like why more people aren't talking about it. Live to die says no, it is on PlayStation. Well, well, then, then people are arguing that I'm on the I'm on Ubisoft Plus's thing right now. I click console, and it's only talking about Xbox. So I'm pretty sure it's only on Xbox. But yeah, it's not fully on uh, PS or Switch. Says Jeff, Jeff, Jazz, Faz, Raz. I can't read. It's gone. Yeah. People are saying like you can't compare Ubisoft. It's only Ubisoft games. You can't compare that to Game Pass. It's like I know, but like really, we're talking about like the value of it, which is the new games from either Xbox or from it's, Ubisoft. It's again, it pulls the plug on the argument. Is Skull and Bones great for seventy dollars? Eh, probably. Oh, who knows? I don't. I'll withhold judgment. Let's arguably exactly. say no. Yeah. Or oh, I can jump in right now for eighteen dollars a month. Yeah. So I'm sure I could cancel after one month. I get Skull and Bones for eighteen bucks if I want to play yeah. with my friends for a month. Story number three, Ubisoft will not increase investment in VR following disappointing sales of Assassin's Creed. I'm Nexus shocked. VR. This comes from Taylor Lyles. My stuff. <laughs> VR fans hoping for Ubisoft to invest more in the space will be disappointed to hear that the company's not planning to increase investment in VR games following disappointing sales of its most recent VR endeavor, Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. During a financial Q&A to discuss Ubisoft's third quarter sales for the 2024 fiscal year, uh, the Ubisoft CEO, Yves Guimau, uh, responded to a question from a caller who asked what the company plans for VR development due to the recent hardware releases, most notably Apple Vision Pro. Guimau uh, revealed that Ubisoft does not want to invest too much in the VR market due to Nexus VR sales. Quote, We've been a bit disappointed by what we were able to achieve on VR with Assassin's Creed. It did okay, and it continues to sell, but we thought it would sell more. So we're not increasing our investments on VR at the moment because it needs to take off. He also noted that Ubisoft was very impressed with Apple's new spatial computer that launched last week. However, the company's not going to expand more on VR development, saying that it will continue to look at but not invest too much in until it grows enough. Fair. Makes sense. Yeah. Not to be shocked you know what i mean like it, this is what we've seen with vr just casually watching the industry watching the thing it's more surprising when ubisoft said yeah we are making an assassin's creed vr game like oh okay like you know what i mean like i feel like the writing's on the wall for what that market is right now market it, cap potential right exactly what your return can possibly be we talk on this show all the time about the business of it the layoffs of it the return on investment that's what everybody wants and so for ubisoft who is taking it on the chin four dollars and some odd cents you know for stock right now they can't afford to make games that aren't huge this is what they talked about of like doubling down on their ip and partnering with ip like star wars or avatar right like they need to make games that are going to do juggernaut numbers, which is why Prince of Persia was so disappointing for them on, you know, even though it was critical success, not sales so far. Yeah. Which VR, step it up, everybody. Buy Prince of Persia. VR is VR. And there's an audience that really likes VR. And then there's an audience that just does not care about VR. And I think what the, the new player here of Apple Pro is incredibly interesting. And it, you know why it is, Greg? Because they're not talking about it as VR. They're talking yeah. about it as a spatial computer. Yeah. And it is like this classic Apple of just trying to like 
change the narrative. Change the narrative. And it's Nintendo, right? Yeah. After the Atari fell mm-hmm. in part and sunk the video game console market, they came out with the Nintendo Entertainment System. There's a fucking robot. There's a light gun. It's all this stuff. It's not. It's not just games. It's not games. Yeah. Let's get you in that way. Absolutely. And you know, so far it's like definitely. I feel like a a exciting concept, and it's way too expensive. That price is going to come down when it's ready to be consumer friendly. Will that point actually come and hit and like work the way that they want it to? We don't know, but it could. And at that point, I can totally see Ubisoft jumping back and making games. Or everyone, it'll be interesting games. to see if that's what it actually turns out to be, though, right? Like when I see Gary being so excited about his Apple Vision Pro, right, and that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Pro. Uh, and like putting up thing he's talking about the multiple windows and all this jazz and yada 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 and it's he's not talking about vr games like there's an aspect that could be there right but it's also the same way of like when MetaQuest added in xbox game pass right or, in the, or the cloud gaming where you could have that up and i'm playing your game like that was infinitely more exciting to me than 99 percent of the vr games on app on MetaQuest. yeah where i was like oh cool to have it up and play there and have totally. a screen with you wherever you like like i could see again i want augmented reality all the screens yada 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 to get down to just being my glasses and mm-hmm. i can have it and i switch it on and i do the thing and it pops up and i have a little reticle and a little hud and whatever's going on there and it looks big to me with that i can see apple doing uh apple vision pro shrinking it making it better like they have with our watches over and over again right like google glass that we tried to do is that what this is right here yeah it's me wearing google glass right and it's, again like those are things that are going to shrink. And when they, by the time they get to being my glasses, is VR going to be a thing we want to do? Or will it be I connect my controller to it and I'm playing my PlayStation, Xbox, whatever, Steam games through my glasses right here and having a great time? Yeah, I think it's going to be that. Like, I think that's going to be like the, the most appealing thing to the most people. But yeah. I do think, as we've seen with video games a million times, like they push tech forward. I was just talking to you uh, before the show about the Dolby Atmos support in uh, PS5 games. Like, mm-hmm. I am just blown away by the level of quality experience that sound can have now because of games like a unique thing that like i can move a camera around and it changes where sounds are in a 3d space in a way that is i'll never get that from a movie or uh, a tv show or anything like that music even um and i feel like when when it comes to the vr side of things like we've just been there's been cool cute little tech demos and stuff but like i feel like once there's that big level of like understanding a base where this is an enjoyable experience for people. The headset's not too heavy. It is lighter glasses, whatever it is. I do see um, actual use cases making sense of you're in it. Like it is a fully, you're, you're enveloped in this world's immersive experience, but I do not think that's going to be the standard. And I don't think that's ever going to be like the main goal. Um, but yeah, it just interesting to look into specifically with, um, uh, Ubisoft. Oh, Ubisoft? Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, again, that's the thing, right? You talk about these big companies, like they've, people are trying to some degree. PlayStation tried with PlayStation VR 2. I don't think they tried hard. I think they tried in the way of making it, not supporting it with games outside of Horizon, right? Like in Gran Turismo, right? Of like, here's a first party Sony game we actually care about. And it's all quiet on the Western front as to what's happening beyond that now with that. So it's like, People have tried to do this thing and get it to, but can you get it beyond beyond what it is right now? Not with what we have right now. Yeah. Is, is it worth investing to try to work it up for another 10 years to get to a place? And Not yet, I don't think. No. Uh, story number four. After over five years of support, the developers of Dead Cells are finally moving on. This comes from Wesley Inpool at IGN. The developers of the critically acclaimed 2D roguelike Dead Cells have signaled their intention to move on from the game following the release of its final major update later this year. Original developer Motion Twin issued a statement to the Dead Cells Steam page alerting players to Update 35, appropriately titled The End is Near on PC and consoles in Update 34, called Clean Cut for the mobile version. Update 35 for Dead Cells marks the end of our creative journey on the game. After an incredible five-year collaboration in bringing additional content to Dead Cells Live Ops, Evil Empire will be pursuing new adventures and we can't wait to see what they come up with next. This comes after much reflection, especially following the awesome success of the return to Castlevania DLC last year. Uh, A little note from Tim. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, Our commitment to avoiding the more of the same trap and keeping Dead Cells fresh and original has led to this point. As we've seen with other long running series, it's crucial not to overextend and risk diminishing the unique charm that makes Dead Cells special to us all. This change explains the recent quiet period on updates as concluding such a partnership required careful planning to ensure a smooth process for everyone, including the community. As always, we'll, of course, continue to find solutions to make sure that all quality of life issues and bugs are properly fixed across all platforms to provide a worthy experience to all of you. 
Uh, Evil Empire issued a statement of its own saying its Dead Cells development team is now working on secret projects. We'll tweet here saying after five years of service, we're hanging up the Dead Cells coat. We're extremely proud of our work on countless updates and DLC, but now it's time for something shiny and new or maybe more than one thing. A little winky. More on that very soon. Hell yeah. Shout out to them. Dead Cells, absolutely incredible game that I feel is and a five-year uh, run of support. Come uh, on now. Absolutely incredible support and major surprises. The Castlevania thing being yeah. legitimately a, a collaboration of dreams. And they pulled it off and it was actually amazing. So good for them. You know, this is a, it's one of the examples of a, a game that came out of nowhere and was getting tens. You know, a lot of controversy, but that wasn't their fault. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, like shout out to Dead Cell. Shout out to Celeste. Like these games that kind of pushed through in an era where there are a million games coming out a month. Uh, on the indie side, like th- like these are games that did not come out during the limbo era. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah this yeah, was yeah, like yeah. it was a, a a they stood out amongst everyone else when the quality level I think is just raised uh, across the board. So shout out to y'all, y'all killed killed it. Can't wait to see what's next. Uh, and then story number five, we have a required reading for you. Former Overwatch two artist alleges shocking mistreatment by Blizzard management. This comes from Rick Lane at PC Gamer. Um, there is a, a whole a whole thing that everybody should go check out here. Read the entire thread. No, nah, Kevin, uh, this is the wrong one. Breaking things down here. But uh, Blizzard's reputation's taken a pummeling over the last few years. In 2021, horrifying descriptions of the company's toxic workplace culture spilled into the internet after a lawsuit was filed by California's Department of Fair Employment regarding unlawful harassment, discrimination, and retaliation. Following the lawsuit, Blizzard made extensive promises about how they were going to address these problems. Uh, and then an article published in January 2022, former President Mike Ibarra explained the company had established clear internal guidelines as to appropriate conduct and had made multiple hires to improve cultural leadership human resources, and equality within the company. Three years on from the initial fallout, you might be wondering how all that's going. Well, if recent statements made by former Overwatch 2 artist Chris Sayers are anything to go by, the answer is extremely badly. On Thursday evening, Sayers took social media took to social media to describe a shocking run of events that led to his departure from Blizzard. Sayers, who was promoted to lead VFX artist on Overwatch 2's cosmetic team in July 2023, says he spent most of the year stressed out of my mind due to an array of alleged mistreatment by Blizzard management that included lying to him, gaslighting him, and giving him a, quote, fake promotion. Um, You can check out the full article over on PC Gamer, and there's an entire Twitter thread that really wild to read. Yeah, I read the Very thread over there. Uh, if you want to go see that on Chris's actual page, it's at not so little C, uh, the letter C there at the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fucking Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, come on. The stuff he had to do, like, no. Nonsense. Uh, Greg, huh? I'm tired about hearing all that big news. If I wanted something smaller, the tiniest little news that I need to know about, where would I look? You'd go to our last story, the Wii News channel, where we cover all the small news items you need to know about. I love this song. From GameSpot, Season 9 of Overwatch 2 is shaking up the gameplay of the hero shooter in a major way. Detailed in a press release, the biggest changes are to hero health pools and projectile sizes. Mm. Season 9 of Overwatch 2 also marks a reset for competitive mode. Not only is everyone getting a true rank reset, but the way changes are tracked is changing too. A little thing from VGC, Take-Two publishing label Private Division has delayed No Rest for the Wicked, the upcoming action RPG from Ori developer Moon Studios. While it was previously due to hit Steam early access in the first quarter of 2024, it'll now arrive in the second quarter of the calendar year instead. Legend of Zelda Orchestra Concert from Nintendo Live 2024 is now available on YouTube. Did you watch it yet? Nah, I, I just skimmed through it. It's incredible. All the Zelda concerts are great. This one has Tears of the Kingdom music, so it's better. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Gold Edition's out today for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, and PC. Loop Heroes coming to Android and iOS on April 30th. Ooh, that's perfect. Great game for mobile. Uh, Street Fighter 6's third DLC character, Ed, will be released on February 27th. Capcom has confirmed. They're trying. Here's Ed. <laughs> um, that's what we got for you there, everybody. Now it's time to do a little Super Chats. Gregory? Yeah. You want to hit me with some of them? Yeah, there's tons of them. Thanks so much for supporting. Remember, if you want to be part of the show live as we go, you can super chat with us. We have a whole bunch. We'll start with Waleed. Which PlayStation VR 2 games and price can make it a success? Nothing. It's over. I don't think you can come. I don't think you come back from this. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I, that's, it sounds mean, but it's just honest. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Naughty Dog is making whatever, uh, Uncharted, A Last of Us, and it's, it's going to be, 
game of the year. It's got to be a 10 out of 10. It's got to be all these different things. And even then, like, PlayStation VR 2, you got to bring that price down, yeah, to get it into, like, what are we trying to do? What is this success to? This is the other big question we've had, right, where it's just like, what do you got to, what, what is an actual success? Again, ROI. A little bit of success isn't enough. They want a lot of bit of success. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure that they have an audience that's coming back and buying all these games and oh, Synapse is this and da 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 da. Like, that isn't happening. There is a PlayStation VR audience. There's a VR audience, period. Yeah. And they buy games, but I don't think they're supporting it in a way that any of these big companies are looking at going like, oh, yeah. Games are expensive. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is like, I feel like the, the best chance for success currently in the indie scene is, or in the VR scene is indies. And it's, it's teams that are focused on that niche and delivering to them hopefully in a consistent basis of like, yeah, building a community that way so that like there is an actual uh, cadence of releases coming out that people are looking forward to that makes sense for the platform because the big AAA swings just haven't worked, right? I think Half-Life Alex is probably the best example, but like I am shocked at how little I hear about that game years removed from it. A new Half-Life. They didn't go anywhere else with it. They didn't put on other platforms. And so it was, you had that influx of reviews and people who bought it there. And they're like, if that would have come to PlayStation VR 2, maybe. Maybe. Quest, but even then, even the and even then, yeah, we're not going to have thousands maybe. of people or millions of people talking about it, right? And, like, and I, dude, I say this. I love tech. I love pushing things forward. I want to like this you stuff love a lot. P. I, I really do. But PSVR 2, I was so excited uh, about a month ago to, <laughs> take home, to, yeah. to take it home and play around with it. And like, man, there was so much good with it. There's so much cool stuff. And booting up Resident Evil 4 remake, and it just, I'm playing it in VR. I am in the world of Resident Evil 4. I was blown away. It was yeah. one of the most impressive gaming experiences I've ever had. And then I played it for 30 minutes, and I was like, God, man, I just can't imagine playing the game this way. Yeah. And like, that sucks because it was so cool and like the best thing ever. And Again, I'm not saying, oh, I didn't like it, so nobody else likes it. I am just saying, like, I'm somebody that really wants to like it, and I can't justify playing it this way. We, so, I mean, you can, I mean, we can toss so much into the VR discussion, right? And there's some we've said it in a million different places and done a million different things, right? But I think one of the root problems is that video games are so good right now, so good because we've had decades to get to where we are to know what hell divers should feel like and know what name the game. That's great. Mm-hmm. That should feel like and move like, right. Whereas with VR, you're still trying to figure that out. The basics of what should a, gr- a great VR game feel like, right. And how should it go? And then right now you're trying to get people to buy into this. Like you want, and they want them to flood the market and buy into it. So we're throwing major IP at it to a degree of mm-hmm. a horizon or whatever. Right. But it's like, well, that isn't as good as Horizon, and then it's also getting in the way of the normal progression of what VR should be. Yeah, right. Like you think back to an NES, NES, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, a car, uh, arcades on, right? Yes, there was. Let's make sequels and things like that, but it wasn't so beholden. The people were trying new things and finding new things and doing it, and people were flocking to that new IP. Whereas now, to ask you to invest in a headset. To do all these, like, to what is the price point for PlayStation VR two to make it a success? Uh, PlayStation six needs to have a VR pack in at launch and not yep. be a gajillion dollars. Yep, it needs to go the way of the Switch, where it's like, guess what? We're not saying it's a handheld. There's a handheld and there's a console. It's one fucking thing. This is the thing. This is what we yep. are. And PlayStation is not that. That's not what they no, want. So no, that's not going to happen. You're so right. I do though want to give the biggest shot in the world to Beat Saber. I, oh, yeah, great. I, I think that Beat Saber is a perfect example of what you're talking about. Of like, it is just the, we know what it's supposed to feel yeah. like. VR is supposed to feel like Beat Saber, yeah. where anybody can put it on and they're like, I am, I'm fucking in. Yeah. And if you just look at Beat Saber as like the most expensive rock band type situation for just a peripheral to play mm-hmm. a game, I still argue it might be worth it. Um, but that's just me. Simple man. Once Ignacio Rojas gave a super chat and said, Greg, what's the update on your Pokemon journey? Uh, have I seen the rumors of the next Let's Go game? Will you be my girlfriend? Tim can vouch for me. The update is I haven't played since Rumble because I've been reviewing games nonstop since home, but I am uh, on the road to dice and I do expect just to bring that. Uh, have I seen the rumors about the next Let's Go game? No, I have not. What are they, Tim? Uh, I mean, there there's a million rumors. Pokemon Day okay. is coming up in like two weeks. So like there's a chance that... A sequel to any of the Pokemon games are, is are coming out. And then when will I be your girlfriend? Never, Ignacio. As I said, when you brought this up last time, I went through a, deleting everybody who wasn't somebody I know in IRL. Like, I could text. I hit best friend status with him. Very cool. Last week. Really are you enjoying all my train town? Train I am. I still have more to send you. I am. I feel bad because a lot of my friends, like, care about the the postcards they send me and like they, they send me which i appreciate I just, yeah. it's just dude i'm i'm a machine on Pokemon yeah. go man no, i'm not looking, not looking, going not looking, yeah, going yeah, going yeah, just yeah. gifting and gifting 
50 gifts a day, dude. Insane. Uh, Onimus Prime, Ponimus Prime, uh, with Fizzant presumably being something like Alan Wake 2 that incorporates live action, what actor would you want to see in the lead role? Mr. Bean. Jesus Christ. That's one way to go. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Who could be a good spy? Donald Glover. Uh, Ornamental Potato. Writes in on a super chat and says, with the pending Xbox news, PS games coming to PC and the massive mobile gaming market, is this the start of the end of console gaming as we know it? Ornamental potato. That started a long time ago. The revolution is upon you. I would already maybe even argue that console gaming has already ended the way you knew it beforehand. Yeah. But we'll see as it continues to evolve and change. But that's what makes video games so interesting. Yeah, honestly, I, I do feel like this is uh, the... We are. I agree with you completely, Greg. We're past the end as we know it. I do think that uh, we are well into, and this is a, just a big turning point of the future of console gaming. Like, it's, yeah. it, 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 I do not think console gaming is going away, but the way that it functions, it's going to have to change because you even just, it comes back to expectations. I was thinking about this in the shower today about yeah, um, physical media, digital, the idea of PlayStation or Xbox or anybody, Nintendo Switch, coming out with a digital-only system and... The, the pros and cons of that, the realities of it all, and everything in between. And I think back to even PCs, like the hardware side of things, which for a long time were the definitive and most um, mass adopted use of discs, period, whether they were CDs or DVDs or then eventually Blu-rays. Uh, Blu-rays maybe didn't have their moment in the sun on PC, but people were using discs a lot, right? Yeah. To install software, like actual apps. That was the way you installed Windows. That's the way you installed Office or any of those AOL. things. Uh, AOL, all the, the the demo discs and all that stuff. The just discs, 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 PC had so many uses for them. And then it's been over a decade plus since PCs come with a disc drive. Like, does anybody you know have a disc drive on their PC? Great point. You know, and I think that's just because the way that that stuff worked changed. It became EXE downloadable files, and that just ha happened there. You look Drivers. at the mobile side of things, apps, the concept of apps even, not applications, apps. That's how people expect to um, communicate with digital products. And I just feel like that shift has been happening for so long that it's there's no getting away from it. And I hate it, but... I, I also it. love it in a lot of ways. Love it. There's a lot of simplification there. Uh, Razio gave a super set. Said Kojima making a new stealth game, game is way more exciting than another Metal Gear. Each their own. Enjoy yourself. CJ Splits On says, what PlayStation character suits do you want to see in Helldivers 2, Greg? I'd want a Kratos one, which I know sounds, of course, but like the ashy gray, the red uh, swirls on it. I'd be all about that. That'd be dope. And also some Ratchet and Clank. They've got colorful outfits. I'd like to see them. Cool. I'd like a cool clanky. Uh, one the one i got from the shroud drop yesterday i think is just them dunking on master chief because it's green and it's got thing and they, they make some comment in there i was like oh they're dunking on master chief that's like really good supposedly halo season two is good i'm seeing a lot of good things yeah from paris lily I, my, my boy current paris would eat a watch battery and tell you it tastes great you know <laughs> what i mean I don't even know what I mean by that. <laughs> For the record, I said, I was like, I guess he's got bad taste. It doesn't matter. Uh, Bander SN says, why don't these multiplayer games ever come with a friend pass like deal? Wouldn't a discounted two or four player deal help a lot with the player base? Yes, but it would cost them money. And so some things, you know, come with a buddy pass and stuff like that. But I think with something at a $40 price point, they're expecting you to be able to jump in or hear the goodwill and go that way. Blah, blah, mm. blah. Uh, and then final one comes from Nightlife. Apple entry into spatial is interesting, but here's something of a melon scratcher. Apple and Disney have collaboration through Pixar. Disney is now with Epic. Epic and Apple, not so much. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's very interesting. We're talking about some of the biggest corporations on the planet, again, with distribution means and IP and where those things combine to make those people money, right? Yeah. And I think that with all of the legal shit that we've seen in the last couple of years that we've talked about on Games Daily, whether it's the Apple and Epic stuff or the just Xbox versus the world, um, I think that it's all going to result in some very interesting choices made on, like we've already seen it with the Apple store of like them being forced to um, offer different types of apps being sold where it's like different storefronts and things like that, yeah. right? Which was the entire beef between Apple and Epic. Everything's going to change. I think we are at a major turning point now that we are 
clearly understanding and talking about, but that I don't think that we're going to be able to uh, to realize who the winners and losers are going to be for a couple of years. But it, it's happening right now. Agreed. And that's all your super chats, Tim. Yay. Well, everybody, we're going to hang out with you all day right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or youtube.com slash kind of funny games. If you're watching on Twitch, you can just hang out with us all day to celebrate kind of funny day 2024 part two. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to have to jump around link to link about every hour or so for at least the first couple hours as we do some of our, our shows. Uh, sorry for the inconvenience. It's just how life works. Hey, don't, I'm not sorry for shit. Yell at YouTube, not me. But yeah, but I appreciate you all. Am I wrong? Um, and I appreciate y'all getting the YouTube membership. It means a lot to us and it helps us do everything that we're doing and having a lot of fun and making really dope shows like we're going to continue to do today. Um, it's going to be fun. Next up is the X-Cast with Snowbike Mike and Paris Lily talking all about their thoughts for the very first time on the Xbox situation. Uh, but until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.